back to our monthly podcast, The Call to Foster. My name is Shasta Miller, and I'm a field support manager with the Missouri Children's Division. And I have my two hosts with me here, and they are... And I'm Jessica Hudstep. I'm a supervisor with the Southeast, Southeast Region Resource Unit. And I'm Ashton Kieber. I am the communications professional for Children's Division. Thank you, guys. So I am... We are super excited to have... Um, Patty and Dave Hedrick with us today. Um, they are current foster family with Missouri Children's Division. Um, can't wait to dig in with you, Patty and Dave. Um, would you mind just to introduce yourselves and tell us how long you've been fostering? Go ahead, Dave. Okay. Well, as you said, I'm, I'm Dave uh, Hedrick, and we started fostering early January of 2020. Okay. And uh, and uh, we were in a uh, foster and adoptive family, and uh, so uh, right now we uh, we have two adoptive kids, and we're kind of waiting to foster again and adopt. So you're kind of waiting on a call to foster, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. So you know what got you guys interested in fostering? What brought you to this journey? Well, um, <laughs> jump in here, Patty. Oh, I'm just, okay. Um, well, you know, our kids, our biological kids are grown. Mm -hmm. They have families of their own. And um, we just felt like, you know, we still had, um, you know, we're not real old. And we had time to be able to, you know, help kids and um parent them and uh, give them a good home and we just felt like God was leading us that way to uh, be able to do that and he certainly did. We uh, got uh, Carly and Alex January of 2020 and we adopted them on August 14th, 2020. Wow. Um, yeah. So you, I heard you say you have the, you had the time and the energy because it takes up a lot of energy, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and I just retired uh, the end of July, and uh, so I even have more time now, so <clears throat> we're just uh, kind of waiting on, uh, basically waiting on God and, uh, you know, the children's division and just kind of go from there on any others that, you know, might come our way. We don't know for sure, but, you know, we're willing to... Uh, to take on the responsibility once again. Wow. Yeah, we're not, we're not done being mom and dad yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. We feel like, you know, it was like an empty nest syndrome type yeah. thing, you know, and yeah. we're like, you know, we missed this, you know, and Aww. we missed the Christmas mornings, you know, and it's been so much fun. It's just they brought life back into our home. So you just filled your nest <laughs> right back up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and want it more full. Um, I'm so glad we're talking to you today because I think there's a lot of people out there that are maybe older or empty nesters, yeah. and mm -hmm. they still have the fle flexibility and energy to foster. So I think right. that's you're an example of that, and I think that's really mm -hmm. awesome. And I hope people listening hear this podcast and say, you know what, I'm an empty mm -hmm. nester and I can foster. That's that's I think that's our hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 2020, I, 
I don't know, I'm going to go to 2020 because, you know, when yeah. anyone says the year 2020, yeah. you think of COVID, right? So how right. was it for you guys? Because you said you started in 2020, right? Right before pandemic, January. Right before the pandemic. So what was your experience through that and any challenges you might have had to overcome? We did have, well, it was, it was interesting. Um, I bet. (laughs) Uh, We, we met our our children uh, the first time January 2nd and uh, right after Christmas and we, we kind of put off Christmas till they could get here. And, um, you know, we, we, of course, you know, Christmas break was over, I think, like the next day. So they had to go right back into school. And um, so we had to get all of that kind of taken care of, you know, get them in school. Um, they were needing some clothing. We had to do a quick brush to the, to the store, you know, try to, uh, you know, pick up some new clothing, winter clothing. They um, needed coats. We had to find coats. Um, and so on, but, uh, you know, time went on and, and, you know, as, as the COVID come along, you know, well, the same, same thing, you know, uh, we were getting closer to the adoption date. Well, come adoption time in August, we went to court and, uh, this was when COVID was really coming out. You're hearing a lot about it and everything. And, um, so, um, we went to court, had to wear the mask, so mm-hmm. on and so forth, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we survived it. I mean, they took precautions at court, what had you, uh, the adoption court. Uh, but oddly enough, um, just a few days after that, why we all got COVID, except um, oh, Alex. Oh, yeah, no. We all, we all became sick of COVID. Um, so we were off school for a while then, and they we were off work, and they were off school, and so yeah, we had some bonding time there. Yeah, <laughs> sick at home. That's a good way to look at it. That's that's yeah. positive. You guys yeah. were bonding. Um, you know what though? You so in August 2020, you you went to your adoption hearing, and it was finalized in August of 2020. Did I hear that right? Yeah, I tell you what, you guys, I'm happy to even hear that because a lot of courts around Missouri, they they just got postponed because of the significance of COVID. um, I'm glad to hear that it followed through and you were able to adopt your kiddos. So that's that makes me happy. Sadly, you got COVID after, but I like the positive spin that lots of good bonding time for you guys. (laughs) Yeah, and Carly had just gotten her permit, oh, I don't know, it was back in the spring, and uh, we went every night. She said, I just got to get out of the house. So we went, did a big circle, drove, let it, you know, she got the experience, and um, so we, the only one that was really sick was Dave. I mean, Carly, you know, we didn't feel that good, but he, he got really pretty sick with it. But we were able to get out every night and ride around. She was able to get some extra time in driving. and Awesome. <laughs> so there you go. We just made the best of it. Yeah. So that was in January 2020. Um, uh-huh. When did you, prior to 2020, when was it in your in your life that you learned about fostering and in your heart said, it's something I need to look into? I had been a foster parent prior to that several years ago, and um, before Patty and I, I had gotten married, so I, I was a little bit familiar with it. Okay. Um, 
but uh, we had talked about it for what quite a while, you yeah. know, uh, before we ever, you know, took the classes and and you know I, I kind of you know had an idea we were going to have to do classes and this mm-hmm. and that. And I know things have really changed a lot over the years. The classes have changed a lot. But we had thought about it for quite a while, and, and it's like, you know, we're, you know, it's, we're not done being, like I said, we're not done being mom and dad, you know, and, and we need to check into this. And at the time, um, I worked in law enforcement, so I went out with children's services a lot. and. Awesome. uh could see a lot of, you know, the kids and the families and, and so on and what was going on there. Got familiar with a lot of the uh, children's service workers. And um, I, I think, you know, just kind of happened to get into conversations occasionally about it, you know. And it's like, you know, we've kind of talked about this. And, well, we've got a class coming up. You're, if you're interested, it's like, well, let me talk to, you know, my wife, Patty, you know, and maybe so. And uh, so... Uh, it turns out, you know, we, we talked, and it's like, yeah, let's do this. This sounds like a great thing, you know, and, and we really felt led to do it. Uh, you know, we're, uh, well, I continue to work today as a minister. Um, so I have to tell you, I really, you know, we felt like, you know, God was leading us in that direction, and um, we feel like he still is, mm-hmm. you know, so. Wow, so yeah. this, you know, this this brings up a question I actually have for Jessica and Shasta. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how often, like, how often do you guys see law enforcement and like ministry um, professionals? How often do you see those folks come into the foster care space? Because, you know, I'm thinking back to a conversation we had with Agent um, Root, mm-hmm. and he was a foster parent, an adoptive parent, um, and mm-hmm. he works for the FBI. You know, you would think. Yeah. So I don't have a hardcore number for you, right? Like I don't have data on that right now, but um, I. My gut is telling me that, yes, that happens, but probably not enough. And I think I, I think what Dave, Dave went out with our staff. And so he got firsthand knowledge of what the work, these kids in their home environments, what trauma they've been exposed to. And I think it's those professionals who really work side by side with us that end up fostering. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, I think – Law enforcement, teachers, the churches, the ministry, those are the group of groups of people that I think are, are similar to Patty and Dave, right? They they have the heart, they understand the need, um, and that's where we need to be recruiting. Definitely, and I was going to say the same thing as Shasta kind of, but um, my unit, um, in our unit alone of our homes, we do see more of homes that are in ministry or law enforcement. Yeah. Also therapists oh, yeah. at, you know, school mm-hmm. teachers, but also the mental health field yeah. as well, because they deal with it on that end. But as we're talking about this, like I was wondering, Dave, about your perspective when you were a police officer of mm-hmm. what you learned while you were a police officer going in with Children's Vision in these homes. What did you learn then that has carried over and helped you as a foster parent? That's a great question. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I learned that there was a lot of kids I wanted to take home with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, we feel that way, too. We feel that way, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. That's a, that's a tough question. You know, you, you would just see such 
Well, and at times such horrifying sights. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, these kids, you know, how can they survive this? And, and they did. You know, they, they, you see the survival skills come out and uh, the coping mechanisms and, and so on. And, um, but it's like lack of consistency, you know, and lack of, um, just a general lack of caring. And, you know, the, the kids always seem like, you know, other things can't, always came before the kids in these families. You know, yeah. there were other things that came up first. And the kids kind of got put on the bottom of the pile, and there was no consistency. There was no push towards, you know, getting an education. There was no push toward, you know, uh, well, I, I always felt like, you know, that, you know, there's consequences to your behaviors, mm-hmm. you know, and you need to accept responsibility to your for your behaviors. Well, even the parents couldn't do that. They wouldn't accept responsibility for their behaviors. How can you expect their kids to grow up and do that, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, it was things like that that it's like Patty and I, you know, we have very clear expectations, you know, when it comes to education, when it comes to um you know, behaviors like this, this is the things that we expect and we're right up front with them, you know, and yeah, you're going to go to school and, uh, you know, we don't, we don't want to go to school. Well, you know, we we're going to go anyway. And, um, you know, here's what we expect when you get to school, you know? And, um, so I, you know, I don't know if that's answering your question or not, but that was some of the things that I could see was just, you know, there were, there were no clear, Boundaries, you know, I mean, just such dysfunction. And um, kids were always on the bottom of the list. You know, I felt like a lot of times why you would go into homes and uh, the pit bull was higher on a totem pole than the kids, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it was just a sad situation. And, Dave, I mean, as, you're, as, as I'm listening to you talk, I think the elephant in the room, right, is I think – Drugs have kind of taken over our our country, you know, yeah. not just the state of Missouri, right, but our country. Yeah. And right. I I would say the majority of of children that come into foster care now are have been impacted by some type of drugs, right, either through exposure or um, abuse by the caregivers um, in in some way, shape, or form. And I'm I'm sure you saw a lot of that. There's a lot of uh, drinking, a lot of drugs, Um, you know, and and Patty would see the same thing. Patty was a caseworker. Oh, really? Um, Patty, a caseworker for where? No, I'm curious. Yes, I work for Disabled Citizens Alliance for Independent. Oh, I love it. And, yeah, I would go into the homes, and, um, you know, it was a different level of what Dave. Dave was chief of police, so he was out a lot with children of vision, but... Yeah, mine was mainly adults, you know, mm-hmm. that I went to see and case managed, but um, you still saw a lot, you know. Wow, so maybe you both were kind of seeing two, two different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Well, and Patty would see, you know, like some of the parents that were struggling with their kids or grandparents yeah. that had to take care of care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Grandparents that had to take care of their grandkids because the the biological parents were, you know, um, 
you know, struggling or had given up parental rights or ended up in jail or wherever the case may be, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there was different things like that going on, you know, I'm sure. It sounds like Patty and Dave, you both have very helpful hearts and you're both in like the the helping field or was in the helping field. And um, right. I think to some degree, you kind of have to have that kind of heart to be a foster parent, right? Um, right. And yeah. I think, um, so you're fostering, you've adopted um, mm-hmm. two kiddos. Um, so right. are you open for placement right now? Yeah, we've actually submitted a home study. Um, I think they're accepting home studies till the end of this month, the 28th. So we uh, had our home study submitted to um, Children's Division. Uh, I'm not sure where that was from. Uh, down in southwest Missouri. But anyway, uh, for three kiddos. Oh, to adopt. To adopt? To, adopt, uh, to foster and adopt, yes. Nice. Um Jessica, why don't you tell us about what a home study is just for our listeners so they have a good idea? Right. So a home study, um, whether you're a foster home like Patty and and Dave, a foster home or adoptive home, or even a relative home, meaning that you're related to the child, um, you go through a home study process with a what's called a licensing worker from the Children's Division. So a home study entails background checks. So background checks, fingerprints, uh, case net through our system, child abuse and neglect checks, um, uh, also a sex offender check, and uh, and one that's called Adam Walsh. That if you've ever lived in a different state, that's been five years or less, we do an Adam Walsh check. So that's background. So you have to meet certain guidelines and regulations um, to be able to be a placement for our kiddos in care. So part of that are those backgrounds. There are some automatic disqualifiers of certain um, charges. If you've been criminally charged with certain ones that you cannot be at home, but then there's some that we can work with. It just depends. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a long list, but besides backgrounds, um, there's also a home check where we go in and we go throughout your whole home, make sure there's the space, make sure you have what like a fire extinguisher and um, smoke alarms at work. I could go in forever, but we do a home check and make sure it's good to go. Mm-hmm. But you also, and I bet Patty and Dave, did you love all the paperwork for the home study? Yeah. <laughs> right. It was a real hoot. Yeah, it was a hoot. So there is a lot of paperwork just because we these kids are going into their homes. We've got to have right. all that information. So that does sure. entail... Yeah. Um, medical reports entails personal references, school references. Mm-hmm. Your For obvious fi- reasons, right? Is we right. want to make sure these are the safest right. homes. Um, there, there's a reason behind that. Right, right. exactly. And like, honestly, honestly, the paperwork, you know, laying all jokes aside, it's really not that bad. No. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're telling about a story about yourself. You know, I mean, as far as all the background checks and so on, you know, the, the families don't have to do that. You just submit, you know, your approval to get it done and, and it's done. You know, you go get your fingerprints that I, what, Identigo or whatever, that's no big deal. 
But, I mean, the actual paperwork, you're just basically, you know, telling a story about yourself and your family and how you're going to interact as a family. So it's kind of almost like writing a, a, a narrative or a book. Yeah. And, um, you know, submit a few pictures, and, and that's kind of fun. Yeah, and that is. So it's, yeah, the paperwork's really not that bad. I'm really, you know, I love that you say that, Dave, because I can't tell you how many complaints I've gotten yes. about the paperwork's too long, <laughs> yeah. it takes too long for the process, so it's refreshing to hear you say, you know what, it's not that bad. And bottom line is, if you can help a child, it's all worth it, right? Right. Well, well it is. But, you know, on the other side of that, you know, yeah, okay. Some people might say, well, it's too much paperwork for the process. You know, you're, you're, you're going to be entrusting some kids' lives with some families. So you, wanna, you don't want to mess up. You want to make sure it's right. Yep. Well, it so, is somebody... You, you know, Sorry, Dave, but as somebody who's outside of the kind of outside of the in, internal CD world, and I'm not a foster parent, although I've been very interested for a long time, um, is you know that that whole process sounds extremely invasive, um, especially like in my case, I have a I have a couple little kids at my house, you know, I have a dog, and like when you have toddlers in your house, your house is never clean. So right. like, you know, you think about these people just sort of walking in unannounced and you're like, Oh my gosh, are they going to think I'm a slob and I can't even take care of my house? Why could I take care of kids? You know, like it was comforting to hear you say, you're just telling a story about yourself. Yes. Um, I, and I, I think that might be comforting for other people who are interested to hear as well. But, and maybe yeah. Dave, Dave and Patty could probably speak more to this, but I think that I've heard this. Uh, so that fear is real where yes. it is invasive. But I think Dave hit it, right? Like it's invasive. And maybe that's not the right word to use, right? It's you're telling a story because we want to make sure you're the safest, absolutely safest adult yeah. um, for these kids yeah. because they are the most vulnerable and they're coming from homes that they weren't safe. So, yeah. um, but I do yeah. hear that a lot. And and, and Dave, like, and Patty, like, what would you say to Ashton? I think that's a real fear. Um, what advice would you have? Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> be honest. <laughs> Just be honest. Be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're taking on, yes, a responsibility here to take care of some kids. Um, obviously, they've been through some stuff, um, or they wouldn't be in foster care to begin with. And, um, you know, the home study, you know, the information that's collected, you want to make sure these kids stay safe and, you know, they're not jumping out of the fire and into the frying pan, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, it, it, it's a good way for children's services to, you know, try to match parents with kids. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, some, some placements may not work, you know. Yep. Um, let's just be honest with each other. But uh, you want to try to match, you know, as much as you can, uh, kids and parents, and, and, you know, get the right fit there. And if you get the right fit, you're, you know, it's going to be more successful. And, um, you know, it's, it's, well, you know, I mean, let's just be honest. You know, they, they talk about, okay, what is your parenting method? What, what expectations do you have? What, are you, what discipline methods do you have? And and so on and so forth. And it's, it's just common sense things yeah. that you're going through. And, um, you know, it's things that make the parents think. 
you know, the foster parents, you know, you got to think about these questions, you know, when you answer them, well, how are we going to handle this if something comes up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so it's kind of the preparation. And, you know, like you say, these kids have seen trauma, you know, some more than others. Uh, but they've seen trauma. If they, if they hadn't, you know, been through what they've been through, they wouldn't need foster parents. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dave, I got I to do a plug before it slips my brain, okay? Um, you said uh-huh. something about, you know, we want to match our foster kiddos to our foster families. That's exactly why we're doing this podcast, because we need more foster families so that we can do a better job of matching kids to families. Because right now, we have a great need. We need more foster families. And and all we do now is we have to find an open bed, honestly. And it's so sad where right now we have kids staying in offices because we can't find a home. Sure. Yep. So we need the listeners. If you have it in your heart, you just pick up the phone and... Let's let's foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, you know, really kind of that simple. I mean, I got to tell you, you know, some of the the uh, websites. I'm not a technological person at all. <laughs> oh, either. me neither, Dave. So, me neither. You know, you, you get on some of these websites that you can get on, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. If you have an interest in this kit, why sign up here, sign up there. Well, you know. Those don't always work real well, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you hit it on the head. You know, if, if you're interested in being a foster parent, foster adoptive parent, you know, pick up the phone, call mm-hmm. a worker and say, hey, let's visit, you know. And I'm sure you all, well, I know you all travel. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, you know, let's, let's like talk and, and, you know, and uh, get the ball rolling. And, you know, and if you're, you know, if you're still a little bit afraid of the process, you know, it's, it's, it's painless. It really is. And, you know, you don't have to do it overnight. The classes, we had a ball taking the classes. Yeah, we never did. It was so, so much fun with other parents and such there. Yeah. Would you say, would you say you just said taking the classes is, is fun and with some other parents, would you say that? That's a good opportunity to connect and find support with other foster families. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So do you guys yeah. so do you guys have connections with other foster parents? We do. Yeah. Right. Do you we guys do. like lean on each other, like mentor each other, support or um not so much now as our kids have gotten older. Uh, we still stay in contact with some, you know, uh, through the wonders of Facebook. <laughs> and so on, and uh, you know, we we still like some of the um, uh, uh, some of the foster parents. Different places have started. Um, I, I forget what they call them. Patty was it Foster's Closet or something like that? I think uh, so. Yeah. Where they take donations and do notations and stuff, you know. And so we, you know, we've, we've tried to exchange stuff there as well. You know, offer stuff there and reach out to others. And um, like in our church, we always have children's services come in at least once a year and uh, talk to some of our uh, uh, congregation about fostering and so on. That's great. That's That's awesome. That's That's absolutely great. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, I'm talking about the class. I mean, we we had a lot of fun. We, We connected with a lot of parents there. 
Um, and we do still stay in touch uh, with some of them. Um, it sounds like you have a lot of experience and not only within fostering, but also on your, in your careers or previous careers. And I think, mm -hmm. um, you said a lot about God, you know, it's what God has willed you to do and it's in God's plan. Um, right. do you, do you have a lot of support through, um, uh, like your church community or community in general? And if so, how important is that to you to have that support? I think it's extremely important to have that support, and um, we have. Um, there's a couple of um, people, like, well, my sister, for instance, she just couldn't understand this at all, and she was totally against it. I mean, she's really? welcomed the kids. Yeah, she's welcomed the kids now. She was a, she's a retired school teacher with no children, and she just couldn't understand, you know, <laughs> this at all. So she was pretty upset, but other than that, you know, there was there was a lot of support, absolutely. You know, um, that's another thing. Maybe it would be cool to hear hear how you handled that, because I know, as someone, you know, not necessarily as someone interested in foster care, but in general, like one thing you hear is, well, my family's not really supportive. Um, or, you know, my, my parents have, you know, for younger foster parents, my parents have concerns about me, um, jumping into this as a young person. Like, um, how did you sort of deal with that disapproval kind of from your family? I just tried to keep peace and just, you know, tell her that, you know, we thought this is, you know, what we wanted to do in our hearts and felt like God was leading us. And, you know, I just tried to keep it very, very calm. And that's just kind of the way my personality is. I don't like any kind of argument or anything. I just, you know, and she's learned to accept them. And, um, you know, it hasn't been a big deal. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. We, d I think Ashton's right, though. I mean, I, I do think we have a lot of families out there who – maybe don't get some positive support from their yeah. own, their extended yeah, family yeah. and even the community. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I, on it, the other hand, I, on the other hand, am not at all bashful about arguments. So. Uh, <laughs> I bet you're not, Dave. I'd love to just have coffee with yeah. you and well, we're going to fix yeah, the world you know, together. Right. You know, people would say though, you know, it's like, you know, think of your age, you know, I, I mean, you're, you're at the point, you know, you're getting close to retirement. You can do whatever you want. And it's like, exactly. And this is what we want to do. I love what, what, I love, you know, yeah. what don't you get about that? I you know, yeah. I mean, this is a great time to do this. And we can spend so much more time, you know, and, and, and with the kids and so on. And this is what we want to do. And, you know, what, as you get older, you're supposed to shut down or not do things that, you know, are worthwhile or are pleasing anymore and it's like no you know i mean hey kick it in best, you know, best time right it's the best time you're retired yeah, exactly like, what you said yeah. and plus the kids can place, keep you, you know? alive and keep you going That's they right. say if you keep yeah. moving you stay young yeah. right <clears throat> right yeah. well and i mean you know our, our adoptive kids um we live out in the country um and, and when i say in the country we're we're out in the country and, um, you know, uh, Carly uh, loved to fish. 
and hunt. I love to fish and hunt. Alex, he's kind of more of a game player, you know, and, and, uh, so he had the opportunity. Okay. Well, if you don't want to do these things, you know, you can, you can still do this, but he likes to go with me on the side beside or, or what have you. He likes um, to cook and grill. He likes to cook. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, fine. You know, if that's what you want to do, if that's your, your thing and your hobby, that's great. You know, Whereas, you know, Carly would go, you know, hunting with me, and I would go fishing with her. And, um, you know, we, we may be a little older, but, uh, you know, our, our son races uh, dirt track racing, sprint oh, cars. Nice. And uh, we got involved uh, with the racing team and built the cars. And, and uh, Carly has been very involved in that, uh, just helping with that, going to the races all the time, and, and has done such a super job. Yeah, and I really she could love hearing... In. I love hearing how involved you guys are in their in their hobbies and their lives. Um, I think that's a really good note for foster parents as well. Is just you know um, show interest in their interests, and that'll help you build a bond that maybe um, maybe you didn't know could be there. Right, definitely. Yeah. Well, and kind of allowing the best Yeah. And allowing you know allowing them to uh, have choices and. Maybe freedom right. to kind of look and explore what they're passionate about or what they're interested in. And we actually ha- talked to a, a foster family earlier that really talked about that, the freedom of choices for kids. And um, yeah. I think your example of, you know, you had one kid who really likes to fish, the other kid who likes to um, race dirt bikes. I think that's a really good example of, a, you know, just allowing them to be them and who they are. Right. And, right. Um, yeah. and they're in, we're all individuals. They're individuals. And... Sure. I think at the beginning of this, you said, you know, consistency. Um, Dave, you kind of talked about that, like foster kids needed consistency and stability. And it sounds like from what what we're hearing that you've really done that for at least your two adoptive and some future foster kids, right? Because you're, right. you're still on a mission. And, um, sure. and now that we've talked, I'm sure Jessica and I, we can hook you up. Quicker, yeah. quicker than you think. <laughs> Just wait um, for the call. For yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, we've just so enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, we do have to wrap it up. I, I think we could talk to you all day long. But I know. I was like, oh, this would be great. And, you know, we may do this. We may do this again. Yeah. Um, and maybe even invite you to, like, one of our meetings and just have you talk sure. about your experience if you guys are willing. So more to come on yeah. that end. But... Um, again, I just want to thank you so much, um, Dave and Patty, for just being open and vulnerable with us. And and yeah. I really hope that there's people out there listening to this podcast that hear what you have to say. And they pick up that phone, like Dave said, and they make the call, the call to foster. Mm-hmm. So, right. Well, definitely, you know, and definitely don't, don't, lay it, don't sit there and think that your age counts you out because it doesn't. You know, that's exactly and because right. You still got a lot to offer, you know, Love it. And, and it's, it can be one of the greatest things you've ever done. Truly. You know, I was going to ask for, I was going to ask you for one last piece of advice, but I think there's no better line to end on than that one. Yes. Well, and yeah. don't, don't turn your back on the teenagers either. That's right? exactly right. Oh, you just made my heart melt. 
Oh. And Carly and Alex are so successful now. Carly is in her first year of college. Oh, Alex is his senior year, and they are excelling. Oh, yay. I love that. Yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. That's Carly great. graduated with honors and uh, cum laude, and uh, I don't wow. know how many scholars Wow. Well, oh, yeah. this, was a kid, this was a kid that didn't even want to go to school. Wow. And he begged us just to have her homeschooled because she didn't want to go. And then after we encouraged her that to go, she loved it. <laughs> and oh, she said, goodness. you know, she works at Dollar General a couple nights a week, and she said, oh, I wish I had school tonight. She said, I just love it. <laughs> She's going to wow. night school or evening classes yeah. over at SBU in Salem, and uh she just loves it. She needs so, to talk and to my Alex son. loves school too, so that's awesome. <laughs> well, Patty and Dave, yeah. don't you worry. You'll get a call soon for yeah. another kiddo. <laughs> yes, hey, like yes, you will. But we they, submitted our home study, waiting to hear on three kids. Awesome. Uh, three siblings. Awesome. Well, yeah. good luck there. And if you don't hear anything, Jessica and Shasta, yeah. um, well, you just give us a call, and we have your numbers, and we may touch base sure. and talk some more, but. Again, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And we're going to let you go now. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you, guys. Wow. I really liked that conversation. Yeah. Um, they seem like just great people. Yeah. He was the nicest guy. Um, like, I felt like I was talking to, like, my grandpa or something. Yes. I love but, like, it. in the best way. I love like, it. the whole dog. I, I want to give him a hug. And <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to. I do. I'm, I'm serious they, about we should have them come talk to our people. and Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And have, like, I, we can have them on our training talk as an experienced foster parent. Yeah. Talk to the incoming foster parents. If you notice, this is a second or third family that we've talked to that are empty nesters. Yeah. And they're, it, it's never too old. It's never yeah. too late to foster. There's a theme here. I love it. I love it. And maybe that, <clears throat> maybe... Light bulb, light bulb. Maybe that is our population we should tap into. But how do we do that? I'm just saying, I didn't ask, but I yeah. was thinking, like, they don't probably have grandchildren yet. So, like, right. this is maybe their way of, like, yeah. yep. into the, yep. you know, into that. But, um, you know, he said a lot of really good things. Yeah, he did. Um, I especially liked the, they'll bring the best, bring out the best in you. Um but I really loved what he said about telling your story. And, and like, that was a different way of framing that home study because yes. I, I, like, I was watching Jessica. Yeah. She was telling about it, and I, my brain was going, oh, no. There's a lot. Exactly. <laughs> and I was joking. I'm like, oh, my goodness. How was the paperwork? Yeah. But, but definitely, you do have those that are like, oh, man, it's intrusive. It's, you know, but as Dave said, it's just telling your story. Yeah. It's yeah. you telling us how great you are, how what you've done in your life so you can so I think even help our, a child. Even our own staff can can learn from what Dave said yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's maybe how we should always portray it is we got to do some of these things, right? No big deal, right? right. No big deal. No big deal. You just got to tell your story. Be vulnerable and be honest because yeah. he talked a lot about that, right? Like be honest. Yeah. And um, 
that's always key, right? Honesty is always key. But um, they were they were a breath of fresh air, and I just really enjoyed them. So did they yeah. um, help you decide any further, Ashton, if you want to become a foster parent? Yeah, come on board. Um, I live in a 950-square-foot house with two children, one on the way, and a dog, and a husband. So, so not right now. Bunk beds. Um, but it's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It is definitely Same sex siblings? <laughs> Definitely in the future scope. And I just want to say, you know, you said earlier that like, um, maybe intrusive isn't the right word. I think after I listened a little bit more, maybe comprehensive yeah. is yes. the right word. You That's know? a good word. It's, it's, it's comprehensive. So, yeah, it, it may feel like a little bit more, but, um, yeah. but it's necessary because, like Dave said, you guys are trusting literal Stranger. human lives. Yeah. To us, so like as a parent, I would want to know every little detail exactly. about the person that my child is going to. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think it's fair. I think it's fair Definitely. to ask it's, people to tell their story. It's completely yes. fair, and not to be not negative, but not to be negative, but to be raw and real. Abuse impacts all families. That includes foster families. So yes, I think. Does. The comprehensive work we have to do in order to get them prepared and ready and know and feel confident, that's all regarding we want to make sure these kids, from at least an external point of view and even internal with the backgrounds, we want to feel good about we know that these kids are going to a safe place and we can put our head, we can lay our heads down at night because yeah. we're the ones, the children's division are yeah. the ones doing that work and yeah, assuring their safety are. and we want to feel confident in that and I think Dave and Patty um, really, really nailed it in that. And, and I'm going to start using that. Like, it's to tell your story. It's a comprehensive story of who you are yeah. and what you're about. Yeah, and that's biography. it. Yes. Yeah, I love biography. it. I love it. Definitely. They were really, really good. Um, I'm excited to roll that one out. Um, on that note, uh, if those listening, um, if you're interested in fostering, you can call Wait 100 554-2222. You can also visit dss.mo.gov backslash cd. Um, Or you can honestly call any local children's division office, ask for a licensing worker or just a children's division worker, and we will get you connected. And jump on and let's do this because I think we've heard from Dave and Patty today that it's worth it. And Ashton, what's the quote? They'll bring out the best in you. Absolutely. And why wouldn't we all want that? So please welcome back next month. Um, Please like and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, DSS Facebook, Instagram, Apple, YouTube, and maybe many, many more platforms. Adios. Bye. At the Department of Social Services, we are dedicated to inspiring more Missourians to help us provide quality, loving homes to the children in our care. Help us reach our future foster parents by leaving a review, subscribing, and sharing this podcast on your social media platforms.